0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates' national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I don't know what else Steve Kahn was going to say when he was asked the question whether or not Kyler Murray, if he gets a new contract, is going to be an issue. I think there will be an issue. If he doesn't get a new contract, because without the extension, right. he's making $5.5 million this year. The question is, and we spent a lot of time talking about this yesterday, and I'm not going to rehash all of it. But the bottom line is, the Cardinals want to sign him, and he wants to be signed. But... The challenge is finding the right number when you consider how crazy and upside down and unpredictable the quarterback market is. It's not like it used to be, Chris, when it was driving you nuts, where whoever was up next became the highest paid player in league history by $500,000 per year over the last guy. Now there's a $15 million range. We get the graphic. It's beautiful. Top 10 quarterbacks have a $15 million range. So where do you put Kyler Murray when you consider the salary cap keeps going up and up, And, uh, you know, he's going to keep ascending. How do you properly peg this? And, you know, you know me, I'm a big proponent of a percentage of the salary cap. That's what I think it should be for franchise quarterbacks. So you're protected against the cap going up and up and up. And you don't have to try to go back and get a new deal every two or three years. You're always getting 15% of the total cap dollars, 18%, 17.25783%, whatever they agree to. That's what it should be. And. You know, I, no one's done it yet. Murray's not going to have the leverage to do it, not with two years left on his contract. No. But that's the easiest way no. to solve this. That would be the right thing to do. The league just doesn't want the teams to do it. Well,
2: yeah, sure. I don't think the teams definitely want to do it either. I mean, again, they, you know, they know Kyler Murray's their guy going forward. But to like, to what extent, like to, to, your, to your point? You know, do you want to just go, okay, 10 years, Patrick Mahomes contract, and we're good that way? You know, I think that's what's got to be figured out. And, and what exactly, what kind of money? You're right. The, the, the cap is going to explode. So, you know, I, I would expect if they get him in, in that sweet spot of, okay, now let's sit down. He'd want something between the Dak Prescott and Mahomes average money. But again, two years from now, three years from now, that's not going to look as crazy as what it is so that's where they do they have to find that sweet spot I do know this just if we could put up that graphic there of the the top paid quarterbacks once again you know he's not on the level of Mahomes yet he definitely not on the level of Josh Allen yet those are the two best players in football you know he has shown nothing to be on Watson's level in my opinion yet I mean not not totally on that level there's the capabilities the potential Russell Wilson certainly you know, it's 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 he's he's not there on his level yet either. But you know, of course, has the potential to do these things and a special player. So where is that spot? And I would think that it's somewhere between, you know, Watson and and that Patrick Mahomes money, where he might up a Dak Prescott. You know, as far as yearly average. And the other thing that you know we've talked about is, hey, they got a coach that runs this offense. And this is the guy who's always run this, you know, Texas Tech, Red Raider. He's got them a little bit in the corner as far as they've built a team around his talents. And the offense is, you know, situated and built around his talents as well. And that's where he's got leverage. But they got to figure out the, the right formula for their own team and what to pay him.
0: What Structure do you think? and amount is so important. Well, well you mentioned Dak yeah. Prescott. Dak Prescott is two years away from getting an extension. Because he signed a four-year, $160 million contract with no prior years on his deal. so right. and, and the way that, that they set it up, the Cowboys need to come back to the table two years from now to try to get him extended. So he's in a better spot than Patrick Mahomes, frankly, who signed into the Definitely. next decade. Literally. The other complicating factor is that Cliff Kingsbury is represented by the same agent who represents it is weird. Kyler Murray. That's a weird and it, one. And it, and it made for an obvious connection and attraction to Murray three years ago. Now it creates awkwardness for the Cardinals organization. Remember when there was all that noise about Michael Bidwell was livid with the way the season ended, and he kind of had a right to be from 10-2 and two to one and done. But I, I got the distinct impression if they did anything with Kingsbury, they were going to have a problem with Murray. And now if they don't take care of Murray, they have a problem with Kingsbury. Now I think between the two they'd take Murray over Kingsbury, but Eric Burkhart's in a position where he can force them to keep both. If you want Murray, you gotta have Kingsbury. And if you want Kingsbury, you gotta have Murray. And you gotta pay Murray. You wanna pay Kingsbury and keep him around, that's fine. But you better pay Murray and keep him around too. Burkhart's got a ton of of power here. And there have been arguments from time to time here. over the years that agents shouldn't be allowed to do this. Look, that rule's not going to change. It hasn't changed in the last 20 years. I don't think it's going to change in the next 20 moving forward. Burkhart is in a great spot because he's got the two most important employees of the Arizona Cardinals in his roster of clients. And a tweet that he posted the other day when when we posted our item on Rodgers, if he wants $50 million a year— or he doesn't. Who cares? He deserves it. What Eric Burkhardt yeah. said is Rodgers is worth well more than $50 million per year. Announcers are now making $20 million or more to drive to the game out of harm's way and just talk about quarterbacks and players. <laughs> the, the, uh, that's your that, point. That's got to be an influence on players too. How do you not look yeah, at that? of course. If you're a player and you say McAfee's getting $30 million a year from FanDuel to talk for three hours a day, five days a week, Tony Romo is getting $18 million a year to not play, uh detroit aikman i mean so yeah. uh, players need to be getting more, uh, and no. more and it's a good time you're right it's, a good it's time then for players to be entering the nfl and we have one mm. is he with you oh we got one right here you got a cool Source name too. to me it tell looks me cool. how do moore,
2: I, what up, bro? how do
0: i know how do i know that sky moore is sitting next to you and you don't know sky moore is sitting next to you when you are literally right there next to him chris sims I knew he was next nice to guy me. Man. I dapped him. What do you think? I was moving things around, <laughs> trying to make the guy feel comfortable. I
2: was we trying to listen to you and try to be a good host here at one time. You're we're just sitting at in. home. Yeah. We're already tapped yeah. in. Tell him to get his butt over here, <laughs> Scott. Come on.
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> Scott, how are you? Go ahead, Mike. You lead it off. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Uh, now, uh, just great to see you. Great to have you at the Combine. What's the experience been like for you so far?
3: You know, it's been a busy experience, but... You know, I, I can't complain at all. There's 32 teams in the building.
2: <laughs> you you want to go double up here? I'll go. All right, either way. All right, first thing I want to know about you. Yes, sir. I mean, quarterback in high school, right? Yeah. Tell me about the conversion here. I mean, you know, how, how did we go to wide receiver and get to this point here?
3: Okay, so um, quarterback and corner, mostly play corner and safety in, um, in high school. Got got recruited as a uh, as a DB. The right. most most of my offers were for, for DB, but once I went to Western Michigan, I got the I got the phone call from Coach Kenny, um, our tight ends coach at the at the moment. He was like, Yeah, um, we're going. to Just let you know when you land, you'll be a, you'll be in the receiver room. Yeah. So I really I – really, That caught you by surprise, I guess. Me, it caught me by surprise, <laughs> they, gave, but,
2: they gave you the okie doke Get right. here, and then we'll change your position.
3: I played defense. I always felt like I was good at defense, but I always liked the ball, though. So it never really discouraged me, and I was able to adjust well. Yeah, yeah.
0: obviously. Right, yeah. right. you the man. Yes, sir. What are you working on the most as you get ready for the next level? Where do you think you need to take your game up a notch?
3: Um. Going back to the last question, I, this is my 3rd year playing wide receiver just period. So, just developing as a wide receiver and as a whole, just my releases, my break points, catching, my eyes getting to the catch, you know, everything that comes with wide receiver I can like develop on.
2: Team wise, you know, who's your team growing up? Uh Steelers. Steelers? Yes, sir. Okay, so that's the place you'd love to go if you could, right? I could I
3: will go anywhere but
2: yeah, I've, I've
3: definitely I'm a diehard Steelers fan. Yeah. Okay. All
2: right. Cool. Hey, it's a good time to be a receiver in the NFL for sure. Yes, sir. All right. Talk to me about you know numbers wise combine. I mean, I don't want you to like put you on the spot, but I'm gonna put you on the right, spot. Right. I mean, I know you you, you got some slot versatility stuff yeah. like that. You're gonna have some quicks, but like forty five ten five. Like, give me an idea. Like, what numbers you kind of expect in there?
3: Uh, my goals. I'm. I'm just trying to hit sub four five, sub four five. Yeah, right. For the forty and right. five ten five. I wanna. I wanna get. I think I can hit the four o four o oh, oh, three oh, nine three nines. Nine, maybe. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. when you know you're quick. Right. Yeah, sir. Okay.
2: All right. Good. Good luck yeah, with that's that. That's my goal. I ran four two in the 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 five ten, ten five. five at a quarterback. It's not bad. Four right, two yeah. five. Right. That's right. quick. Six five. White guy. Right, bad, right. 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 Okay. You
3: moving a little bit.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think we'd have to check those records. I'm not taking his word for anything when it comes to his <laughs> athletic abilities. Sky, I'll tell you that. Who who have you talked to so far? I know it's a crazy time, and there's different formats and contexts where you can talk to teams. But but who's shown interest in you so far?
3: I talked to a lot of teams. Um, I say I talked to about twenty, twenty two, twenty to twenty five teams so far. Is uh, like formal interview, but between formal and informal interviews in the last two days.
2: Yeah, you're gonna, your head's gonna be spinning for sure here with yeah. all these guys you're gonna meet. All right, like NFL, I love to ask this, like who's who's the guy you can't wait to line up, you know, across from who's who's the DB you'd love to see in the NFL? And total respect that you just right. go, damn, this is like surreal that he's across the field from me.
3: Uh, when I when I see when I see dudes like Jalen Ramsey, yeah, that's when you know, you Alexander, yeah, yeah, uh, who else? Xavier Howard, right. That's when I'll be like, okay, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the
2: league. You follow the NFL? I can Absolutely. tell. I can tell how easily you're rattling off names and things there. So you've Absolutely. been, you've been a football fan your whole life. It's not my whole something life. Where, yeah, this well, isn't new. Got you. Got right. you. Okay.
0: Who's been helping you the most get ready for this transition? Whether it's a guy currently in the league, coach, whoever. Who have you been working with? Um, I
3: say, as far as like my coach, I feel like my trainer down in Tampa. He's he's actually here with us now. Uh, Yo Murphy, and um player wise that's who, who's in the league I say D Eskridge has definitely been you know a good mentor as I go through the situation and was always there when I need to call him and yeah you know he got all the he got all the answers for my questions
2: yeah he just went through it just two years ago himself so right so last, yeah. year. La- yeah, yeah, last year last year yeah, yeah you're right it was and he's got a uh you can't can you you're not as fast as him you can't beat him in a race can you I Quickness, can't. maybe?
3: I, 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 probably, I can't beat him
2: in Okay, I, I like it. Be I be like it because he's fast be, as hell. He's got three right. rockets up his butt. So. It hurts me to say that, but <laughs> okay. I can't beat him in All right, in the all right. We got a real guy here, Mike. <laughs> he's allowed to check his ego at the door. I like that about yes, this right. guy. That's good.
0: <laughs> hey, Scott, we wish you all the best. We look forward to seeing where you land. Hopefully you get to play for the Steelers, and uh, wherever it is, we, we uh, wish you have a great career, and we hope to talk to you again down the road.
3: Thank you. I appreciate you.
0: All right, there he is, Sky Moore. We'll be back with more PFT Live from the Scouting Combine right after this.
1: Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. what we need to do and we'll be open to every and
4: every option possible. We already have Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins on the roster. Right. Uh, will we look at trades? Absolutely. Will we look at free agency? Sure. Uh, we'll look at the draft and we'll try to pick out the best way to maybe move on because we know we are moving on for the first time in 18 years.
0: It's Kevin Colbert from yesterday. Pittsburgh Steelers had a long two decades between Terry Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger. And yes, they made it to a Super Bowl. And yes, they were competitive. But you, you see the difference when a team has a franchise quarterback and doesn't. And that's going to be their their challenge. And when do they pull the trigger, Chris? I don't think they're going to do it this year. I think they're going to go Band-Aid for now. But at some point, they got to get their next franchise guy. And they can't wait 20 years to do it. Not in the division they're no, in now. Yeah, that's...
2: Definitely not. Uh, That's where, again, I know we got into it with Colbert a little bit yesterday when we talked to him just as far as, yeah, I'm interested to how they view the team a little bit. Do they look at it like they need a guy right now because they feel like, hey, we can win right now, or do they want to go – okay, we'll get a guy, a Band-Aid, or look for somebody for the future and kind of just take our lumps for a year or two. That's where I don't know where Pittsburgh's going yet. Uh, and I can kind of see both sides. There, yeah, there's some older guys on the roster they need to replace, but they also got some young guys of the core of their football team who we know are damn talented and really good, and they're not that far off. And that, to me, is the big decision for Pittsburgh here as far as the quarterback goes.
0: All right, we got another prospect on set, Alabama receiver John the Mechie man. there with Chris Sims. What's up, John? How are it you, buddy? Is
2: Mechie or Mechie? Mechie. It's Mechie. It- Damn, I've been calling you the wrong name all year long. S- all right, I'm sorry. Oh, good. All oh right, good. I didn't mean to. All right, we got it. It's Mechie.
0: I was wrong. I'm an idiot. I'm blonde and from New Jersey, man.
2: What
0: can I say? <laughs> <laughs> the things that we've already known for the last five years. John, uh, <laughs> give us a sense of what the combine experience has been like for you so far. Um, so far, it's been great. It's been great.
4: Just um, being here is a blessing. I'm definitely grateful for the opportunity, but it's, it's something you dream about as a kid, so I've just been enjoying every moment of it.
2: Um, you, I think, had the most heartbreaking moment to me at the end of the college football year. I mean, just, you know, you're, you're first round pick, kicking butt, one of the best receivers in college football, you tear your ACL just tell us about you know your mindset your struggles what it was like there sitting watching your team playing the national championship and you know not being able to take part in it
4: yeah it was definitely it was definitely tough not being able to um finish the season with the guys I think that was the toughest just because of the work we put in and right. and the road we were on um, um the the mission we had to winning in natty. Um, but yeah, it was definitely tough, just um, not being able to play in the playoffs and, um, when the lights is the brightest and kind of win a ring with the guys um, before I left. So I think
2: that was the toughest part. Um, I'm dying to know here how you got into football because you're from Ghana, right? Um, I was raised there. Yes you're raised there, yes, and when did you move? When did you move over? What age? Like seven. Seven. Okay, and then. Did you live in Canada as well? Yeah, yeah. So. And, from, and from what years there, from seven to high school? Till about 14, then I went off to high school in Maryland. In Maryland, there we go. Okay, I got the story straight. All right, so, yeah, I mean, tell us about, like, how did you learn about football coming from Ghana and, and coming here into to North America?
4: Yeah, yeah. Coming um, to North America, I definitely learned it from my brothers. I'm yeah. um, Growing up in Africa, I kind of just played soccer. Um, when we moved to Canada, my older brothers, I have three older brothers, um, they learned football in high school. And I kind of just, you know, being the youngest sibling, you want to do everything yeah. they do. So I kind of learned about football through them.
2: Right,
0: cool. John, when did you realize you were good at football? Because one thing to discover it, it's another thing to kick ass at it. When did you know you were going to be pretty good? Yeah, I, think,
4: yeah. um, I think since day one, to be honest. I think my brothers were always hard on me and never um, never let me really kind of know it. They always continue to push me. But um, always playing with them and their friends, I kind of always figured I was always better than guys my age group and stuff. So um, I think it's been like that since I started playing. I'm
0: kind of faster than these guys, Mom. <laughs> I think this is a good sport for me. <laughs> Hey, uh, we, we like talking to guys from Alabama because we're always looking for good Nick Saban stories. Give us your best one. Um,
4: I I don't have a specific Coach Saban story. What's
2: the best cussing out you've gotten from Saban? He ever give you like just a lashing? You know, give us his best time he just tore you apart. I, th- right. I think he only really cussed me out about a
4: handful of times. Really, my freshman year.
2: And handful is low. You yeah, know, yeah, you're telling them, yeah, yeah. It's pretty low. But, um, Alabama. Yeah.
4: My freshman year, definitely early on when we were um, doing our sprints at the end of practice. Um, one time, yeah. like, and we were just all sprinting. We were running. Um, he wanted more out of you. It was like he was like, "Come on!" And he was cussing me out. And I was like, "Damn!" I thought I was in the front of the line. <laughs> like, but all the guys just said, "If, he, if he's picking on you, that means he, he cares." Likes you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's usually a good coach's work. The environment there, especially at the receiver. I mean, there's a part of me where I'd go, why would you want to go to Alabama? Every guy's a first-rounder. Are you ever going to get on the field? You know, but it didn't deter deter you? No. And, and and just talk about you know maybe the healthy competition with the guys in front of you and what you learn from the Jerry Judys and the the rest of the guys that have been in the NFL.
4: Yeah, I definitely think um, if you're a real competitor and a competitor at heart, and that's yeah. that's who you are, why wouldn't you go to Alabama? Right. Um, it's a place where you have to compete every single day against every um, just every position is stacked um, where competition is high, and you have a coach that's never gonna let you not compete. Um, and also just the, the talent in the room, um, the wide receiver room, my freshman year with Judy, Smitty, um, Ruggs, Waddle. Um, insane. Yeah, it's just um, it's, it's the perfect place for a competitor because um, it just makes you better. Iron sharpens iron. You kind of just improve your game off each other. Right.
2: Well, your guys are all freaky, So, uh, but I'm going to put you on the spot here, and you gotta, you got to come on, Rook. All right, here we go. Who's the freakiest of that group right there? Because they're all awesome. I'm certainly not, but who's the one where you're just like, damn, that one. That guy, through all um, your years at Bama, who was the guy that physically impressed you the most? See, I think everybody—I think everybody has, has their, their own, own thing. Yeah, right. so I kind of got go to go with speed. myself.
4: Yeah, I got to go myself because everybody has their own has their own thing. Yeah,
2: look yeah. at that diplomat. Look at—he's the coach of the Nick Saban School of <laughs> Media already,
0: Mike. He's all polished up. Hey, He's real there. quickly before we go, John. The question I'm sure you're getting from every team: How's the rehab going? And more specifically, when do you think you'll be cleared to get back on the field?
4: Oh, rehab's going really well. Rehab's going extremely well. Um, I never had any pain or anything like that. I was on crutches for a couple of days. I was walking. Um, I'm really ahead of schedule, and I should be good by June. Um, by June, all the all the um, railings will be off, and I'll be good to go. You got it. It's yeah, ACL, so. no problem. All right. Yeah. Well, hey John, we wish I'm you the good. best. Uh,
0: uh, good luck with the draft process, and we can't wait to see you in the NFL, pal.
4: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: All right, there he is, John Mechie. We'll be back with Drake London, USC receiver, when PFT Live from the Combine continues right after this. All right, we're back at the scouting combine in Indianapolis. Chris Sims is now joined by someone who is as big as Chris Sims, and if I ask nicely, I we'll we're, kick I mean, Chris Sims' me, ass. I don't know. <laughs> he might, Dra- Drake he London, even yes, my ass. we know that. Well, I mean, he's—I've he's got six five. That's rare. I've got—I've got six five two ten. You're six five, and you're creeping toward two fifty. Based upon the way your clothes have been fitting you lately. So, so if it's a wrestling exactly. match, I'll take Sims. If it's a fight, I'm taking Drake London. Drake, sorry you got to deal with us. How are you, pal?
5: <laughs> no, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on.
0: Great great to have some of your time. Right, Mike. Give us your, your, your overview of, of what this experience has been like for you so far.
5: Um, I mean, it's just been fast-paced. Uh, it's, it's been great so far, and I'm just blessed to be here.
2: You got me to go? Okay. I thought we were going to do two and two. We're off kilter here. All right. A little bit. All right. All right. I mean, thing I look at, you're not working out at the combine, right? You're not going to do anything there. You had a, a ankle injury, right, towards yes, the end sir. of the year? Yes, that's kind of like you, you just don't feel like you're 100% or can give your best performance yet. Is that why we're not working out tomorrow? Yeah,
5: exactly, yeah. yeah. I just started running about a week ago. Right. Um, I just wouldn't be able to perform to my peak performance sure. right now. So I'm just here doing interviews and, and trying, to get to, trying to get to know everybody. Yeah, yes. that's
2: all right. They're going to see you run plenty, and we got <laughs> enough film on you to see you can run. Definitely. The ankle injury, though. What, you had like a high ankle? Uh, what, 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 what was it yeah, exactly? I
5: fractured my fibula. You
2: fractured the fibula. Okay, yeah. so I'm off there. All right, yeah. so you broke it completely. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. of course, you're not running or jumping yeah. or doing anything like that. If you were, though, right, ballpark, because your game is size. You moss people constantly. Yeah. You're Mr. 50-50 ball. That's what I love about you. But – like 40 ballpark vertical ballpark okay just give me a give me a you know guesstimate i haven't
5: ran the 40 since like high school so i don't even want to give you a number on that one um vertical last time i've done a vertical
2: you can dunk and play basketball i know yeah. that
5: if you want to see my vertical you, you can see how i dunk well yeah gonna... so what are we talking about
2: we talking about you can do almost any dunk you want pretty much
5: uh craziest dunk i've ever done was a 540 so. you did a 540 yes. well
2: okay mike that's a 540 i can't even count that high but that's spinning around a lot <laughs> and doing a dunk he can jump i'm guessing yeah, actually go like 38 38 around
5: there running actually running played is pretty some, high yeah. running birds pretty high
0: played some basketball at USC as a freshman, appeared in three games. What what made you choose to stop playing basketball at USC and just focus on football?
5: Uh, just the opportunities that I had. Um, they weren't as great as they were in, in uh, basketball uh, back then, so I decided to take the golden egg that was in front of me and try to run with it, and now I'm here, so I think I chose the right thing.
0: We've seen plenty of basketball players thrive at the next level. What, from your basketball background, is going to help you and has helped you already as a receiver in football? Uh,
5: dealing with press, uh, basically it's like a one-on-one, I'm out there to cross somebody over uh, obviously high pointing the ball, going up and getting a rebound and um, just body control in general um, I think basketball helped me with that a lot
2: Yeah, you have incredible body control, you really do, that's one thing, I'm, I'm at the early stages of evaluating guys, I've only seen like highlight tapes of some of you guys mm-hmm. and watch you on TV of course um, but like you talk about basketball what's a better feeling like tomahawk dunk in somebody's face or were like 50-50 ball in the end zone mossing them getting the touchdown what, what gets the adrenaline pumping more
5: uh definitely that 50-50 ball yeah it, it just means more um, you don't score that much in football you score right. a lot in yeah. basketball uh so definitely mossing somebody in the back of the end zone yeah. yeah that's that's the one
2: all right teams you know you grew up in the la area not far from usc but teams that, you know, you're, you're going to be excited to be on the field with. Who's your team growing up? <laughs> uh, the Lions. The What? What? Yeah. <laughs> how the hell does that happen? So what, How do you latch on to the Lions? <laughs> let, me, let me break it down real quick. Let me break it down. Um,
5: Pops was a Barry, Barry Sanders fan okay. growing up. Okay. Um, and then... It just so happened that Calvin Johnson, one of the best receivers ever, or the best receiver ever was there, so uh, I got to watch him growing up, and it was perfect. I could care less about records or anything like that. It's just him being Megatron was, was something special for me. Okay.
2: That, that's a good answer, because I was starting to question your, your mente- mentality and your <laughs> brain's there for a
0: second. No, <laughs> no, no, that'll no. work. Okay. I like it. <laughs> hey, you know, they're moving in the right ahead, direction Mike. now, too. Yeah. They have the right attitude with Dan Campbell as the head coach. As you're and I know that you don't get to pick where you go, but are you kind of hoping that maybe the way the dominoes fall, the way the names are called, you, you could end up playing for the Lions?
5: I'm just hoping the dominoes fall that I get picked, to be honest. Um, whatever team gets me, uh, I just hope they know that they're getting a playmaker at the end of the day.
0: How close did you come Johnny to sticking over here at USC? <laughs> but, I, but I'm curious, with Lincoln Riley coming to town, and, and you had th- this season marred by injury. How close did you come to, to giving it one more go?
5: I de- When I when I heard the news, I, I definitely thought about it, um, but it was a quick thought. Uh, it's football. Uh, obviously, things happen like injuries uh, and. Uh, if I can have an opportunity to go to the next level, uh, then I'm going to have an opportunity to go to the next level. You don't really get these opportunities that's like right. that.
2: That's right. Take it. Strike while the iron's hot, big guy. Definitely. Yes, sir. Get, go get it. You can always go back and finish school and do yes, all sir. that stuff. There's no doubt. All right. I We talked to Sky Moore a minute ago. He said when he lines up and he knows he's got Jair Alexander over him for the first time, he's going to go, oh, that's like the moment I've made it. Right? Who's the guy? Like, you line up a receiver where you're going to go, damn, I can't believe I'm out here and – this guy's covering me. Like, who, who's the guy you can't wait to face off in a respectful way?
5: Uh, Ramsey. Ramsey, yeah, man. This yeah, sure. guy
2: said Ramsey as well.
5: Yeah, it's just also he plays a mental game with you. Right. Um, so you got to be prepared for all aspects of the game. Yeah. And uh, that that would be the time where I'd be like, yep. Can I'm you talk some here. crap? Are
2: you going to be able to hang with him when he gets in
0: your mental and he gets in you? Uh,
5: I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it to myself okay. on what I say. <laughs> okay.
0: All right, sounds good. Hey, Drake, uh, great talking to you. I think we've accidentally come up with a new test for these interviews. You put a donut on the desk and see if it distracts. The prospect, you passed. Sims failed, but you passed the donut distraction test. <laughs> oh. So, congratulations, Mike, Mike. He ate one of the damn small ones. He did it before we came on air. I'm calling him out. He
2: dropped down a round. Us now he's in the in. second round. He's uh, not getting drafted in the first. I think 6'5", six,
0: six, six, He can have a few more munchkins. Drake, congratulations on yeah, your success. Okay. All the best going forward. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in the NFL with the Lions or anyone else. Uh, have a great have a great time at the combine.
5: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. There he is, Drake London. We'll be back
0: with more PFT Live from the Scouting Combine right after this. We are back. Chris Sims is in Indianapolis, and I am not. Uh, it's Boy, the activity sure starting are. to pick up. Chris is eating donuts. I would have come. Frankly, can't get donuts. I mean donuts right Indian. here in I'm <laughs> hungry <The hell laughs> with you. All right. <laughs> uh, yes, I haven't had a donut in a while. Here's the thing: donuts are because I've I've become very good at resisting temptation. Like it used to be, if I had a bag of M Ms, I either had to. Throw them in the garbage and pour other garbage on top of them just to be safe. Or I would eat all of them, but now I'm at the point where I'm I, I don't I don't do that. I don't have that temptation unless yeah. there's a box of donuts in the house. So we never have a box yeah. of donuts in the house because I cannot stop eating donuts when they're around.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's damn good, let me tell you. And we got lots of donuts here. They got a lot of boxes, and um, yeah, I'm doing chocolate cake donut right with a little chocolate icing on it. Man, yeah, yeah, damn, it's good. It was. It would have been worth the trip to come to the combine. I'm just, just saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we we had a bunch of interviews yesterday. We'll have more coming up today, and we'll have guys popping on live prospects uh, with with little or no warning, which makes this kind of fun. But for now, let's talk about one of the interviews we did yesterday. We played it on PFTPM last night. I was stunned to see Nick Casario, the Texans GM, on our roster of guests for yesterday. I didn't think he would do it. I mean, we've been as critical as anyone about the Texans in recent years. We've pulled no punches. And we understand that when you do that, you necessarily impact your access. And I'm not doing this for access. I'm doing this for honesty to the audience. And you know, sometimes the things that we say that we truly believe people will like, and it will make them want to talk to us. And other times, things we say that we believe people won't like, and it'll make them not want to talk to him. And if anything, I would have thought Casario wouldn't have wanted to talk to me. So I was kind of impressed that he did, Chris.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think we got to give him a lot of respect, really. I mean, the fact that he sat here, answered our questions, yes, I'm sure he's aware of you know, how we've evaluated their organization. We've certainly been a little critical about some of those moves. But the cool thing I can say, at least with my experience with Nick Casario, is he does understand the business of football. He does. And he is, you know, got incredible tunnel vision onto what his process is and what he needs to do to make his team better. And that's where he's really good. He is. And I don't think he takes stuff like, you know, us calling them dysfunctional or personal, you know, uh, personal. I think he's, you know, capable of kind of compartmentalizing and, and realizing that's part of the job and that he didn't take over an easy situation. And he's in a tough situation and it's just not going to be perfect. And uh, that, that was cool. And I think he, he made an effort to, to really try to connect with us or answer some of the questions we've had
0: about him. Well, and. The Deshaun Watson situation is going to continue to hover over the Texans. He told us and he told reporters yesterday it's a day-to-day situation. It's been day-to-day for over 365 days. At some point, the day is going to arrive where they make this trade. And and I really do think, and this is not one of the questions we asked him yesterday, but we did ask him some tough questions. I really do think that they're going to get less for him now than they could have gotten for him last year, Chris, even after the – the off-field issues emerged
2: yeah i i mean they're 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 dancing on a, a dangerous line like we've talked about well yeah i mean we know that they got to get rid of them that's not going to happen and then of course if yes some of the court stuff is still going on like we discussed last year this is the danger of to now where it gets wait teams might have their their chairs filled as far as who their quarterback is now you have less teams to bid against each other and now you don't get what you really think you realistically should get for a talent like Deshaun Watson and that's what the the, the role of the dice was with them making the decision last year of what they did and we'll see where it goes now
0: all right the string of receivers continues here at the scouting oh. combine Arkansas wideout Traylon Burks Hey, hey Traylon! this guy's a former quarterback, so it would be fun to watch him try to throw passes to some of these young guys, including you. Uh, Chris Sims, Mike Florio here with you. How's the, scumb- uh, the combine been for you so far?
6: Um, you know, it's been a really good experience for me, um, you know, just being from a small town and uh, coming out to a big city like this. You know, I've just enjoyed every bit of it. You know, I'm very thankful for this opportunity.
0: Yeah, Arkansas native decided to stay at Arkansas. Uh, When the time came to make that decision for college, what was part of it? You know, you're comfortable within the boundaries of where you've grown up and this is where you just want to continue your football career?
6: Uh, Yes, sir. You know, I had um, made that decision based off of my great-grandmother. She had got sick. Two weeks before, I had uh, made my decision from Arkansas or LSU. And so, you know, I had just stuck with Arkansas. You know, it was four and a half hours away, easy access to her. You know, if I needed to get back home in a hurry, you know, it was easy for me to do that. So, uh, you know, it was just, you know, a decision that I made and a decision that I will forever be uh, thankful for.
2: Mike, this dude's big. Like, (laughs) we, you know, we saw uh, uh, a guy from USC in London. And this guy's got like a different level of thickness. So we're talking what? You're 6'3? 6'3,
6: 225, 225.
2: And do you, are you like, you look like you're naturally big to where you might have to actually watch out how much you lift weights and eat. Uh, do you have to watch it a little bit? No. No? No. You can no, do I, whatever?
6: I can, I can, I know how to fluctuate my yeah. weight. Okay, yeah. Okay.
2: You know how to fluctuate it. All right. So you're, you're, definitely one of the best receivers in the draft right yes sir um what's the one thing you're looking at to like that you feel like you need to improve here for your Um, next step from arkansas to the nfl
6: i would say just like footwork yeah you know at the top of my routes right um you know stand vertical on routes um not leaning too early and um, things like
2: that, really. Yeah, that, that's the big thing you're looking Correct. at. Numbers-wise, combine. I mean, I always like to ask the guys kind of like what they're expecting. You're working out tomorrow, right? Correct. Doing the whole thing. The whole thing. All right. So give me, give me some guesstimates. Um, what are we thinking? Forty vertical, five ten five. Come on, go put yourself um, out there. I would
6: say, you know, I don't want to jinx myself. I know, don't jinx. 40. But give me
2: a, give me a low guesstimate. I would of what say you like think. a
6: mid four four, low four mid- four. Okay. Um, forty. 37 to 40, 40 and a half. Right,
2: so you're dunking on people. <laughs>
6: yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would say five ten five.
2: That's a tough one, I would think, for somebody your size. That's a, uh, that's a hard one.
6: What's a good number for that one?
2: Like four flat,
6: maybe? Four flat. Yeah, uh, four one, maybe,
2: for your uh, size. I'm going to try to get a you can four be, flat. You can be four three flat, nine. three nine nines? Yeah. Damn, you do that, you're you're going to be sitting pretty. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir is right. <laughs>
0: Hey, Traylon, you made the business decision, and I'll participate in the Outback Bowl against Penn State. And that's something that Sims and I always support. When a guy makes that decision, because everybody else connected to college football is allowed to make business decisions, the players should be allowed to make those decisions too. What kind of pushback did you get from that, either locally or from any of the scouts or other people you've been talking to?
6: So, um, honestly, after I had made that decision, you know, that was a decision that, you know, I talked with my family. For um, a couple weeks about, and um, you know, we made the decision that I wasn't going to play. And after that, after it went uh, public, uh, my teammates were all supportive. The community was supportive. Arkansas, the, um, everybody, the campus, everybody around the campus was supportive of my decision. And you know, they just encouraged me on my journey. And um, you know, ever since then, you know, everybody's always checking on me, just always encouraging. So it was, it was a positive effect from it.
0: And I said. I also see that you missed most of your senior season in high school after tearing an ACL. You don't hear many high school players tearing an ACL. What was the hardest part of getting back to who you are after having that kind of an injury while you were still in high school?
6: Um, I honestly would say just uh, really I had to tap into my mental my mental game just because um, I felt like you know um, I was alone at the time you know I didn't have anybody there. But my great-grandmother and also other people in my family was always in my ear just encouraging me that, you know, everything would be okay. You know, just keep following God's plan, and, you know, everything will be all right. And, you know, I did that and went to work every day, and, um, you know, and it paid off for me.
2: Give me your, like, Who's your guy, a wide receiver in the NFL or growing up? Like, who uh, your, who's your guy you model your game after or want to be like?
6: I got a couple. So, uh, Devo Samuel. Okay. Um, Devo. Julio O'J- Jones. Okay. Uh, AJ Brown. Yeah. E. Metcalf. Yeah.
2: All right. Like so, that. that's a pretty good group there. Yes, yeah, sir. Some big dudes. Yes, sir. Yeah. You, the man, man. Good
0: luck. I appreciate it. Thanks for it. coming on. Hey, Traylon, on good luck with everything. Yes, uh, appreciate your time. Enjoy the combine experience. We look forward to seeing you in the National yes, Football sir. League. All right. We're going to say goodbye to Traylon. Thank and- you. It, it really is a busy day for uh, receivers and others at the scouting combine because we're going to bring on somebody else once we do the hot change. We got another here. receiver coming. says goodbye, does the handshake. In comes David Bell of Purdue. This is like a, a literal walk-on. One goes Can't keep and up. another what one up, arrives. Chris eats three donuts in between. And uh, you That's get it. That's how the donuts are made. That's Florio over there. Has, uh, okay. All right. Hi. hi uh, That's how we're doing David, it. David, how are you?
2: doing a little. All right, David Bell?
7: All right, I got you. I'm doing great. How about
0: you? good good uh what's the experience been like so far you didn't have to travel very far to get here
7: uh no I really didn't but it's been great you know watching NFL NFL combine growing up uh, now actually being in the process it's definitely you know eye open experience and I'm loving it you know being able to talk to coaches and scouts and just be able to uh you know give my understanding of football to you know hopefully improve my draft stock
0: Warren Central High School in Indianapolis did you grow up a Colts fan
7: I actually grew up a Giants fan, you know, because of my grandfather. Uh, he loved the Giants when Lawrence Taylor and Phil Simms was played, so the the house was wow. decked out in Giants gear. And also, when they won those two Super Bowls, that kind of you know boosted that up a lot too.
0: Hey, here comes Chris you know Sims. He's he's going to be so. all excited yeah. now. Yeah.
2: I just wanted to, sure. Okay, I didn't know. You know. He acted like he didn't give give a damn about me when he walked on. I know? did. I know you are all in the Giants. Do Man, you know like this guy. Do you know who I am? Damn, damn, that's good. I, know I just wanted to, I'm Phil Simms' son. The hell with who I am, I'm Phil Simms' son. So that's it. All right. Just wanted to make sure. Um, great year. You're a baller. Thank you. You, know, you really are. You know, who's, who's a guy in the NFL, wide receiver-wise, you look to, like, model your game after? You're an outside receiver. Yeah. Right? You enjoy kind of, you can do it all, beat people deep, boss people, whatever. But who's the guy you look at? Who's your role model?
7: Uh, I think Allen Robinson. Yeah? Yeah. I've been watching him since he was at Penn State. And just over the years, following his NFL career, you know, the way he makes contested catches, uh, the way he wins uh, off press release, and he can play inside and outside.
2: Right. Now, you know playing wide receiver in the NFL is going to be a little more detailed. Yes. And you're going to be asked to do more. What's the area of your game that you feel like, okay, i got to, I got to improve this a little bit here from college in the NFL?
7: I think the number one thing that I think I have to improve on and that I've also been working on this offseason is uh, being press man coverage. You, yeah. know, it's, you get a lot of that. Uh, in the NFL, and I, I think if you, if you win those, and you know, you definitely you're going to, be, going to what, be a top receiver.
2: Yeah, and what about it the press coverage? Is it is it more about just the strength in your hands and getting off it? Is it your footwork and not being in the right spots? Like, what what was the area that you didn't like about you know what you did in college there?
7: Uh, mainly the footwork. You yeah, know, like I, I'll be the person, but I'm not as explosive that I want to be yet. So, you know, that's definitely something I really want to work on after I beat them off the line of scrimmage, make sure I'm driving through to keep that separation. Yeah,
2: get them behind you and now you can go for the the TD. Yes, sir. Got you.
0: Purdue's becoming a little bit of a receiver factor here with Rondell Moore last year doing a good job for the Cardinals in his rookie season. Have you been getting any guidance, advice from your former teammate?
7: Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, uh, even before last season, uh, when his last year there, you know, me and him talked uh, through the entire process. When he was going through the process, he had the pro day instead of the combine. But he's definitely gave me tips. Uh, the number one thing that he told me was make sure that I get on special teams just to show them I, that I can do more than one thing, yeah, whether that's being a gunner or on kick return, punt return, uh, being down there on kickoff also.
0: Is that and that's something you're looking forward to doing? Because that can that can get a little uh, a little rough and tumble at the NFL level.
7: Uh yes, sir. I'm definitely looking forward to doing that. You know, I'm doing uh, whatever the coaches ask me. I'm willing to do it.
2: Who's um? You know, as far as the combine, the training, right, doing all that. What's the? You know, I went through it. There's things you're good at, you're not good at. You got to work extra hard at it. What's What's the event tomorrow that, you know, you're maybe the most nervous about? You know, uh, you know, you gotta like okay. I'm not the best here, but I gotta do a little bit better.
7: I'm not gonna say I'm not the best at it, right. but I definitely think it's the 40 yard dash. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a lot of a lot of questions about my speed. And right. I just want to you know go out there and show tonight I'm one of the fast guys.
2: Yeah, so, and and like num- do you have a number you put on yourself at this time? I mean, you know, I mean four or five does it in my opinion for a guy like you with your size and strength and everything. Yeah. But are you trying to go below that
7: Uh, i'm not sure you know once i run it i think uh once i get told the time depending on what is what it is that i get told if i'm gonna be happy or not
2: yeah yeah yeah. all right and then like um you know db's in the nfl all right my bad we had you know drake london and and everybody here talking about guys they want to face like or they can't that'll be the moment and then a db that jumps out to you where you just go oh man i can't wait to face him or see him across from me
7: no, nah, not really. Uh, you know, obviously, you know Jalen Ramsey, Marshawn Lattimore; those are the yeah, those are, are the key two, ones. Yeah, him, Tre'Davious White. Uh, it's a couple guys, but yeah, not just one in particular. Right.
0: All right, David. Who's the guy that when you walk out onto an NFL field for the first time and you see him out there, any position, even a coach, anyone? Who's the one where you're going to say, "Holy crap! I can't believe that that I'm in the same place on the same field with this guy."
7: i probably have to say Lamar Jackson yeah I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan uh, when he was at Louisville you know just the way he carries himself on and off the field uh the stuff that he's been through you know that's definitely one of the persons that I respect and I think that would be a moment for me if I had the opportunity to meet him
0: yeah I mean uh absolutely and uh they may be looking for some receiver help too have you given any thought to where you'd like to end up playing I know it's not your choice but that doesn't keep you from having a preference as to where you go he wants to play for
2: the Giants, Mike. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Are you not listening to the guy? He's a Giant. Uh, well, I.
7: Uh, nah, I'm open minded. Yeah, no, no, you know, I don't have, have. Yeah, I don't have uh, any ahead. team in particular, but, you know, I'm just trying to get one team to fall in love with me, and then whatever that team is, you know, I'll be happy with that decision.
0: All right, uh, that's all. It's an right honor for him to be it's here, a, Mike. It's, it's, it's an honor and it's a privilege, and it's completely out of your control. Hey, David, my, my attitude is that guys should be able to pick their pro team the way they pick their college team, but that's a different story <laughs> altogether. Thanks for some of your time. Congratulations on your success and all the best in the NFL. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more PFT Live from the Scouting Combine right after this. We're back at Scouting Combine. At least Chris Sims is there eating donuts while I starve. All I have is water. I haven't eaten anything yet. It's very rude to be eating in front of someone who has eaten nothing for more than 12 hours. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Anyway, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yep. About the Steelers quarterback situation. And Jimmy Garoppolo has been discussed as a potential replacement for Ben Roethlisberger because their alternative right now is Mason Rudolph. There are a lot of guys that would be a potential replacement for Roethlisberger when the alternative, all due respect, is Mason Rudolph. But Jimmy G, the news came out that he had surgery and he's not going to be ready to go until June at the earliest. That really does complicate things for everybody. For a team that would want to trade for him, for the 49ers, who I don't believe can cut him until he can pass a physical they're gonna have to carry that cap number when they could have otherwise shed it earlier in the cycle uh this has the possibility to be even more awkward than it's been Chris I
2: I agree I think it's a dicey situation you know I you know it's not you know there's all that oh the 49ers there's trade interest for Jimmy G all that talk out there but again with a shoulder injury you know, I just I don't know if I believe that, and it just certainly throws a curveball or you know a little bit of a, a wrench in the situation for the 49ers in the trade market for Jimmy Garoppolo. If I'm a team that wants Jimmy Garoppolo, oh wait, now he can't go in OTAs, and oh, his first time he's going to be on the field is training camp? I don't love that aspect, but you know what I do love, Mike? I got Sam Howell here, okay? North Carolina quarterback. Played for my old coach, Mac Brown. He's heard all those talks. He knows Sally Brown. How many yeah. times has Mac brought up Sally during a team meeting? Oh, you know, every, I every do it. time. Sally likes it, right? Yeah. I, I, that's my yeah. favorite part of Mac. Yeah, he, no, it's awesome. <laughs> he, he sells things that way. But uh, congrats,
0: man. Great yeah. year, great Thank college
8: career. Thank you so much. Thank to you have so you much. Here. Yes, sir. Glad to be here.
2: Mike, you want to lead it off? Go ahead, buddy.
0: Well, I was just gonna say, he's got an awesome beard. It reminds me of my son's beard. I can't grow a beard like that, Chris. I know there's no way in hell you could ever, in your lifetime, no matter how many years you live, to grow a beard like that
2: no chance absolutely no chance i think it's pretty perfect
8: really yeah perfect. i've had it i've had it for a little while i had it since my like freshman year of high school i don't even know what i looked look like look at that
2: freshman year in high school i had no hair in a lot of areas of my body still then he
0: was growing up <laughs> <plopier, laughs> <whole crap. Damn. laughs> <laughs> oh sam howe has no idea yes, what sir. he's walked into Uh, Yeah, he doesn't know what he wants. Let's get right to it. Hey, look, they, they they say it's not a very strong class of quarterbacks. Tell us why a team should be looking at you if they need to address the position.
8: Yeah, I think it's my ability to lead a team. You know, I kind of went into a program that I was struggling at the time, and I went in there and, and set a new standard and kind of brought the program back to where it should be. Um, and I think it's, I, I can make every single throw on the field. I think I'm athletic enough to be to be a weapon with my legs. Um, and I think mentally, you know, I can take any system as far as the coordinator wants to wants to take it. But I, I truly think what separates me as a quarterback is is my ability to lead a team and rally a team.
0: Who's the quarterback that you grew up idolizing and trying to pat, pattern your game after?
8: yeah i wouldn't say i I really have one guy that i you know try to pattern my game after i try to take like bits and pieces from a lot of people's games um but the person i probably watch the most is drew Brees. Uh, i think he he does a really good job you can tell how smart he is you can tell how how good he is at processing information um you can tell he always he always has a plan with the ball before the ball is even snapped
2: no question we worked with drew this year and drew's drew's great he's a great role model to have um who you working with, like as far as like quarterbacks? You know, who's your quarterback coach? You've been working with here since the season ended.
8: Yeah, Anthony Boone. Okay, uh, he's based out of Charlotte. Played at Duke. Right. Um, a couple years back. Um, so yeah, he's been training me really since I was like a freshman in high school. Gotcha. Um, and he's done a really good job for me, so I stuck with him.
2: So like you know, hey, you like you said, you can make all the throws. You're a good athlete. You can get out of the pocket. You can launch it down the field. You're a good deep ball thrower. Like anything mechanically you know you've worked on since after the season or your career's over to where you just go wait I got to fix this anything Mm -hmm. you know tighten up emotion, let footwork what is what is the one thing that you know you've really focused on that you felt like you had to improve
8: yeah I think the main thing is the main thing is just consistency with my feet yeah Um, I think you know I kind of got away with some bad footwork just because you know I think my arm is pretty talented and I you know, my, my footwork wasn't always where it should be. So, um, just trying to tune that up and be a lot more consistent with that is kind of the main thing we've been focusing on.
2: Right. What, tell me about the NFL football, like the first time you grabbed that, because it is different from the college ball.
8: Yeah. You know? what, what was it like? Yeah, it, it was a lot different. Um, yeah. It took me probably, you know, two or three throwing sessions to, to really feel comfortable with it. Right. Um, but Did I you change like your
2: grip at all? At I, a, I didn't. Uh, I kept
8: the same grip. Yeah. Um, what do you, how
2: do you grip it, if you don't mind me nerding out? Do you yeah, know? Uh,
8: um, I put my ring finger on the second lace. Second lace? Yep. And the pinky's not on the. Underneath, underneath, right. Yeah. So
2: you're two and under four yeah. or something
8: like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like four, right, four or, four or, five. or five, right. Yeah. Okay, yes,
2: all right. So you didn't have to adjust your grip, but the ball is different. We'd tell everybody why the ball, the NFL ball, is different. Yeah, it's
8: just a little bit bigger yeah. um, than, than what we use in college. College uses Nike ball, a um, little bit smaller football. Um, so it, it, honestly, I kind of like it a little better now that I've I've gotten used right? to it.
2: Yeah, laces are good. The leather's yep. better
0: quality. Yeah, yep. you'll like it better. Yes, sir. Sam, how close did you come to sticking around for one more year at North Carolina? Um,
8: I don't know. Um, it, it was a little bit of a, de- a decision to make, um, but it was just something I, I prayed about a lot and talked to you know all the people close to me and I kind of just felt like this was the, the best move for me. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm ready to you know take this next step um, and I feel like I have everything it takes to you know excel at the next level.
0: Do you have do you have a desire to jump right in and play right away, or do you see a uh, value for you in sitting for one, maybe two years, maybe even longer than that, as you learn the game behind the scenes?
8: Yeah, I think the you know the competitive nature of of who I am wants to you know get out there day one and, and start, um, but. You know, I think I'm I'm fine either way. You know, I just want to make sure I'm doing everything I can to get better each and every day, and and try to become the best version of myself I can. Um, and if that's not good enough to start at the time, you I'll just continue to get better um, and, and help the team every, in every way that I can. Um, but you know, I think the competitive nature of who I am would would like to play early on, uh, but I also understand the, you know, the benefit of of sitting behind a guy who's who's done it for a little while.
0: All right. Sam, uh, we look forward to seeing how it plays out for you. We thank you for some of your time. All the best at the Combine and beyond, and uh, good luck starting your NFL career. And that is Sam Howell, yep, North Carolina quarterback. All right, we are up against thank it, Chris. You, you got some donut-eating time because in 10 seconds we are done. We stand down for Dan Patrick on Peacock. Oh, it on it 85 We'll see you later today, 5 Eastern for PFTPM. Have a great morning and afternoon. See ya